It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Plus locations in St. Cloud, Rochester, Mankato, and Eau Claire. Manifest, tell them Rook sent you. Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios, it's Joe Suchere and Patrick Royce with Sports Talk. It is a Wednesday. The mayor... That's right. The mayor negotiated a uh, deal with upper management where he gets to leave early on five Wednesdays. I don't know if it's from... Memorial Day to Labor Day, or if they can be used uh, later holidays, mm-hmm. but five Wednesdays, he gets to leave an hour early at three o'clock, and today is one of those. Yep. And we, just to make sure he doesn't get short change. Yes. We are not yes. Ernst and Young. No, you no. Know? Just so he doesn't get short change, <laughs> we have a little post-it note up there above the uh, window in the, in the studio and would you please mark a line through there now? Uh, I, I will. We, sh- we should note that there is a dot started on the third line because he did leave early that last week for one segment. Remember, I got about a oh, five, two. Right. So, yeah, so we, we're actually, we did start number three. We're actually three and a tenth now, <laughs> I think. Where we go. There we oh, go. All the way God. down. There's three. There we go. And now, could we get the fanfare so it is official, yes. folks? Three. There are two remaining, except he's going to have to stay over. Yeah, he's going to have to do uh, the first segment of the to, ride one of these days. Right, to, uh, to what is on left the mayor's mind on Friday at <laughs> yes, 4.05? Right, you know, we can do that one. Yes. Yes. So uh, with with no mayor, of course, we, we, we kind of have to... Uh, because we we plan out the ride show, yeah, and we take up all the good sports topics. Well, right. we can't then use them up now. For instance, we're starting the ride with the amazing Esco, but we can't spend all the time talking about the amazing Esco now, right? Right. So let's 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 do something that uh, maybe the late great Dark Star would do because this is up on my Wikipedia page. Okay, James Garfield. What do you think about him? He left us early with the assassination. Was he efficient? Call me now. We could <laughs> Maybe do that. Not. Maybe not. But here's what I got. Okay. I saw this from, I believe it was Twins Almanac, who does a fine job every day of setting out what happened this day with the Twins. Yes. Well, or the Washington Senators. On this day, uh, July, uh, June 20th, 1954, the Washington Senators signed... Seventeen-year-old mm-hmm. Harmon Killebrew. Ooh, Harmon Clayton. For thirty thousand dollars, the most they have ever paid. 
had ever paid for a bonus. Oh, really? 30000 no. And it also far exceeded the uh, bonus baby rule. Back then, if you paid a, a, a some young prospect, uh, there was no draft then. If you paid some prospect over a certain amount of money, I think it was as low as 4000 maybe 6000 okay. Same thing happened to Paul Geal with the New York Giants when he signed with the New York baseball giants after his great football career here. He was also a great pitcher. He was a bonus baby. And if you were a bonus baby, you had to go immediately to the major leagues and uh, spend two years, spend two full seasons in the major leagues. No matter if you were a 17 year old kid from New Jersey or a college guy, if they, this was their, method to keep down what they thought were outrageous signing yeah, bonuses. Right, right. And uh, $30,000 for Harmon, uh, 17-year-old Harmon Killebrew. Harmon signed on this day in Payette, Idaho. Three days later, he was in the senator's uniform. Pinch ran. Uh, didn't uh, play hardly at all those first two years. Played right. a little more his second year. But uh, talk about what was that manager? Sorry, now, huh? Yeah, but talk about. Well, he was eighteen, so True. he hit like one hundred and thirty or something. But uh, talk about a sport capable of shooting itself in the foot. Let's take our best prospects that we had to pay money to and stick them into major leagues where they won't get any at bats and take away. Two years of development. Two years of prime development. Yes, two years when we're teaching them the game, teaching them to catch up with pro baseball. We're going to have them sitting on the bench in uh, major leagues. So <laughs> Harmon had that. But uh, Harmon uh, was uh, today he signed Ozzie Bluegy, who was a, uh, a great third baseman for the uh, Washington Senators and then went to work for the Griffiths. And I believe he was the money man. I think he was mm. the comptroller, uh, Ozzie. But okay. he he, mo- he moved out here with them, too, when the Twins came okay. out. But he uh, was, as I recall, he was somehow in the area out there. And somebody said, hey, you got to go watch this kid play. Uh, oh. We got this home run slugger up, up on the Oregon border. And he went out there, and Harmon blasted one. And Ozzie... Uh, after the game was over, went out and marched it off outside the fence and uh, basically was 440 feet or something like that as a 17-year-old kid. uh, And marched it off, and he called up Clark Griffith, the old man, uh, Calvin's uh, uncle, and uh, said, uh, we got to sign this kid. And, of course, Clark thought he was insane because these were the Washington (laughs) Senators, and they were finishing last and scuffling like crazy. Uh, to make any money, right. they, were, they were going broke there. You know, first in wars, first in peace, last in the American League was the uh, <laughs> was the famous saying. And they'd even done the, uh, you know, the damn Yankees. Uh, the, the, yeah. the play yeah. had been done about the Washington Senators selling their soul to beat the Yankees the one year <laughs> to beat the Yankees. And I think the name of the play was actually How the Washington Senators Won the Pennant. It was a horrible like name, that. yeah. Yeah. Daniel, Daniel, Donald, Donald, Wapple, something like that, wrote it. But, they, you know, they had it at the Ordway a couple of years ago, and it had a long run there. I was going to go, but I never got over there. Damn Yankees. I'm trying to think if I saw that, I can't recall. Anyway. Uh, two things I learned from Harmon. 
Yes. Well, three things. Three things I really learned from Harmon. Uh, number one, his autograph was was perfect. His yes, penmanship. Oh, yeah. he, he spread the word. A Kadir uh, stole a page from mm-hmm. from Harmon and, and realized that don't just write it down there. No, make he gave it. everybody. Uh, you know who signs very carefully now? Who? Tony, because because of Harmon. You know, Tony. Tony was sloppy when he first. Well, he was a Spanish sure. kid learning. A, yeah. You know, and uh, but Tony signs very deliberately when oh, he signs. That's good to know. Uh, but yeah, Harmon, Rodney Carew, all those guys. He used to always give them, you know, a hard time. Say, do say it nice. You know, sign sign it nice. Yes, and that's then, number one. Number two is um, his state his um, Hall of Fame speech. When when yeah. the when the dad was hey come on kids yeah. and what did his mom, mom say? Mom was uh, mad because they were out ripping up the grass, right? Yeah, ripping it was one the or the grass. other, or the dad was, and, and the said, mom's. Right? No, no, mom was. The oh, one okay. Chastising him and his brother for ripping up the grass, and uh, and uh, his the dad said. We're we're here to raise boys, not grow grass, it's or just something like that. Something raise like kids, one. not raise yeah, grass. Yeah, it was yeah, just right like that. And the um, the most intimate and impressive part was uh, I was doing an MC work for the Twins Fund, and I had brought mm-hmm. Matthew along, who was uh-huh. you know of just a I don't know four or five or six, whatever he was. He was just swinging his feet on the let to the left of the stage and. Harmon came up and talked to him for about 10 minutes. And I wasn't away because I was doing my duties. Mm-hmm. And I said, what was uh, Mr. Killebrew saying to you? And Because uh, they were talking forever. Yeah. And he said, we we're just talking about Little League and talking about baseball. And, <laughs> and he didn't know who he said. Who was that guy? Yeah. <laughs> and I said, oh, my God, Matthew, it was you know, mm-hmm. Harmon Killebrew. And he said, oh. What? So he's always been impressed because it was, it was just the two of them on, on just a charming Conversation That's and it just—it was just warmed my heart that Harmon was just—he wasn't talking about himself because Matthew didn't know who he was. And of course, February twenty-six, nineteen eighty-six, uh, he became known to uh, the non-baseball playing portion of America when he was when David Letterman hosted Harmon Killebrew Night, February twenty-six. <laughs> he devoted the whole show to Harmon because they had—they were doing celebrity celebrity videos mm-hmm. and. They had flown a crew out to Idaho. He was living in you know in Ontario, Oregon, I think, right on the right near okay. where he grew up. And he didn't want to do it. And they said they talked him into doing this little ninety second video. And then the night they were supposed to play it, they got long and they didn't play it. Oh. So he called up to apologize and invite Harmon to uh, come and be on the show and we'd devote the whole show to you. And Harmon <laughs> said, No, I'm not gonna do that. And and he made he made a bunch of promises, including having Harmon's favorite singer Charlie Pride appear and sing to him on the David Letterman <laughs> show that night. Charlie got fogged in someplace, oh. didn't make it, so they had Charlie sing out to him on the speakerphone. <laughs> <laughs> and Allison showed up, but it was uh, it was a, a good humored uh, evening and. Uh, Yep, it was, uh, of course, 1954. It was uh, when we wouldn't see him for seven years, but uh, uh-huh. here in Minnesota. Was Charlie but, Pride a big Killebrew fan, too, then? It, be, because he did this. He was a ball player, but Harmon liked him as a singer. Sure, okay. I, I don't know, but maybe he liked him because he was used to be a ball player. Sure. And he was a, 
He was a singer, but uh, That's yeah, great. they gave him a they gave him the kingly sum of thirty thousand, and baseball went nuts. <laughs> oh, man, seventeen uh, year old kid had to stand, uh, had to sit on the bench for two years, and. Uh, that's that's why I thought it was comical when our guys the, our guy said the other day was comparing Sano after a thousand however many at bats and Harmon Killebrew after how many at bats. Well, Harmon's first three hundred were when he was eighteen and nineteen years old and hadn't had any seasoning. Let's mm-hmm. say so. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, Harmon Killebrew. Yeah, we're gonna have a little uh, Harmon. You know, we we got we took care of that first segment. <laughs> yeah, now, Harmon Killebrew. Uh, the third slash lives as the uh, the mayor is taking yes. off uh, Wednesday, mayoral Wednesday afternoons, and we will be back with more yes. sports talk. Do we need him? Who? We don't even need him, do we? Who? Joe. Hell no. We don't need him. 1975? 1975 was my last year, and it was the Kansas City Royals. Kansas City Royals. When did the Athletics leave Kansas City and go oh, to Oakland? I knew you were going to ask me that. I'm not sure what year yeah. that was. Earlier, though. No, I think 69 was the first year for the Kansas City Royals. And what have you been doing since then? I've been doing a little television, baseball broadcasting. And, Are you, uh, You're the voice of the Twins? Well, I wouldn't say that. I'm just do one the of the TV broadcasters. Games, yeah. I do the television right. broadcast. And where do you live when, in the office? We live in Ontario, Oregon. Yeah. Nice town? Well, I think so. It's yeah. a great town, a small town. Now, we, we mentioned, uh, Harmon, that you had done a, a film for us, and we, we were unable to air it that night, but we have the film you did, and we're going to show it tonight in its entirety, but before we see the whole film, we have here just a couple of seconds of that movie, a, a clip, so to speak, of the film. Tell the people what they're going to see well, here. Well, Dave, you were kind enough to send a, a film crew out to, to uh, Idaho and Oregon to, right. to do this, and it's just kind of a day in my life uh, out there, and I, I think... Uh, okay, so th- this is a, a teaser of what you're going to be seeing later in its entirety, a uh, film uh, featuring Harmon Killebrew. Watch carefully, I think you'll enjoy it. Tractor? Uh, no, it's a Cadillac. Okay. Harmon's getting out of a Cadillac. Hi, I'm Harmon Killebrew. <laughs> <laughs> that was the tease. What a tease. <laughs> he just gets out of the car, yeah. stands up, and says, "Hi." I don't I'm want Harman you to Killebrew. spoil this for me. I've never seen this. I've got to go home and watch this. Yes. Don't don't be airing does, too much. Does of this. the whole show? Does did the whole show? That's Hi, I'm so Harmon cool. Killebrew. Cut. So. <laughs> So whenever I, when he was a TV guy, I was the beat guy then. I was covering, traveling around, and I'd, uh, I'd always, when I was end up sitting next to him or something on a bus, I'd always try to say something untoward, you know, untoward, because he was such a polite guy. Yeah. I always tried to agitate right. him with something. Sure. So, so <laughs> There's cause a slightly vulgar. Because he, you know, he was a Hall of Famer, and he'd turn red. He'd blush, you know, <laughs> if you say something. And he'd been to, he'd missed the previous series on the road because he was in england for some event and he met the queen wow wow and he met the queen and, oh, I, and he said something about the queen and What'd i said say? oh no i said you know Harmon, just from a distance she looks she's got a big chest on her doesn't she she's got a big chest on her it looks like Harmon. oh you know, he was, he was uh, i looked in her eyes i looked yes, in her right, eyes right chesty as yes, my grandparents yeah, would yeah, say yeah, yeah, she, i should have said i might have said she had a blouse she's got a blouse full doesn't she or something like wow that. Uh, <laughs> of course my all-timer with him is he's going to go in the hall of fame i'm covering the orange bowl 
January 1, 1984. He's going to go in the Hall of Fame. I'm at the St. Paul paper. I've told this story dozens of times. And the paper calls me up and says, hey, Harmon, it looks like Harmon's going to finally get in the Hall of Fame because it was his fourth time on the ballot. We, we, watch, we watch you. Yeah, it took four times. Wow. We He's... watched strikeouts. Back then, people were paranoid about strikeouts. Oh, give me a break. So, fly from Boise. We want you to fly from Boise to, I mean, fly from Miami to Boise. You don't get there directly. No. Okay? There's no. A, Is that three in fact, steps? I, I flew through here on my way and then Salt Lake and then oh, Boise. God. But we got fogged. We were flying from, like, the next day I'm flying from Salt Lake to Seattle. We had fogged, Boise's fogged in, so I fly to Seattle. Get back on the plane, come back, still fogged in, end up in Seattle. Send up in Salt Lake, get back on a plane, fly, Boise still fogged in, spend the night in Seattle, fly in, finally get into Boise the next day. Now I rent a car, drive up a couple hours north up to uh, see Harmon. Get in there, and finally I'm sitting down with Harmon and in his house, and I've had about three hours sleep in, in two days flying from Miami. And I said, okay, Harmon, let's do that. And I've got my notebook out. And I said, tell me about some characters you've played with, Harmon. Some of your, the characters. He said, oh, boy, that's a tough one. He said, uh, Clint Courtney, he was a character. And I said, why? What made him a character? He says, I don't know. He was just a character. <laughs> and, I, and I closed the notebook and I said, Harmon, I flew from blah, 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 blah. They want like six different stories, Harmon. I can't settle for, ah, he was just a character. We got to have some stories you gotta here. You got to give me something Clint to work with. And then he went down, then he had a room downstairs and it was not a well-established memorabilia room, but there was all kinds of stuff. His junk there. room, he yeah, probably it was, called it's it. It's a junk room yeah. with baseballs, that he, <laughs> sure. historic baseballs, MVP trophies, stuff like that. Oh, all that junk. <laughs> yeah, and so then I got him, and then he would, then he could, then he got so he could tell me a story about each one of these memorabilia, and then he Perfect. loosened up and he was fine. But uh, <laughs> that was Harmon. Oh, I don't know. He was just a character. Not real comfortable with Harmon. bragging about himself. I'm surprised no, you wasn't. didn't just rent a car in Salt Lake and drive up to Boise. Well, I didn't know about the fog. You know, it was a it was a hump from up there. I don't. Oh my God, that's yeah, awful. Was, uh, you know, yeah, it was a it was a tough journey there. But uh, what a what a what a good dude. Did he live and, there in the off season too? Yeah, okay. Yeah. While he was uh, he later on he he got divorced and ended up uh, moving to Arizona. And, I think uh, uh, Rook's story is the epitome of 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 him. I mean, I, I bet that's happened a million oh, sure. times yep. in his life, mm-hmm. where he's just sat down well, with some kid. You know, he moved into Prior Lake. He got a house out in Prior Lake. Boy, this point in Prior Lake. I and, forgot all about that. I was living in Prior yeah. Lake at the same time he was. And the neighbors would always say, you know, Harmon had come home from the afternoon game and. Six thirty at night in the summer, you'd see him mowing the lawn yeah. out there. Yeah. <laughs> he just hit a home run at the Met Stadium for a Thursday afternoon game, and he'd be out there mowing the lawn. About once a month after church, we we lived on Spring Lake. We'd go to church in Shakopee, and once a month, we'd drive by Harmon's house on the mm-hmm. way home. Yeah, just the, just that to, point just, out there. Yeah, just to look. Well, man lawn. had a chance to buy that point when we first moved to Prior Lake, but he bought the laundromat instead. Ugh. Otherwise, I'd be living out on that point, and you guys get all. Right. <laughs> oh, we'd be driving by with our uh, yes, our uh, right. aluminum uh, chain link uh, pontoon boat. We would have sold all that land. Yeah, we'd be oh. driving by going, Harmon used to live there. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know who the jackass lives there now. All right.
We will be back. Sports talk. And we got Bruce Vale with the Your Money Now report coming to us courtesy of Owatonna's own Federated Insurance. Good news, bad news. What do you got, your big guy? It's a mixed bag today. Okay. Stocks were bouncing around again today. The major indexes were mixed at the close of trading. The Dow Jones Industrial Average fell 42 points to 24,657. The Nasdaq Composite rose 55 points to a record high, and the S&P 500 gained four. Nearly 80,000 telescoping aluminum ladders that were sold at Home Depot and Lowe's are being recalled due to a fall hazard. The ladders were imported by Werner, and that company said the ladders can break while they're in use. Five different models of those Ladders are being recalled. AMC Entertainment Holdings is launching a subscription movie service to rival MoviePass. AMC's service is called AMC Stubbs A-List and will let members see up to three movies a week for $19.95 a month. The new service has several advantages over MoviePass, including the ability to book tickets days in advance, to do so in an app without a special debit card, and to see films in premium formats like 3D or IMAX at no extra charge. I'm Bruce Vail with your money now on 1500 ESPN. Okay, sir. We thank you very much. You can go now, um, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Uh, Check traffic here. It's really not too bad but this one's sponsored by indeed but yeah the crosstown the strip both directions of both of those thoroughfares it's the usual pell-mell nonsense between 169 and 35w northbound 35w backing down at 46th street pounding those brakes right up to around 38th where things actually loosen up a bit that, that happens once you're into that zone westbound 94 slows down at riverside runs rotten through that double lane zone in the downtown commons are you hiring With Indeed, you can post a job in minutes, set up screener questions, then zero in on quality. I got a question for you guys. Hmm? Are there any more amazing 72-year-olds in America than me? (laughs) (laughs) Preparing this, immaculately preparing this highly... Anticipated radio show. Yeah, you're the only and one. And then I got to get all my ass over and go, write a column off the Twins game tonight. How, okay. many, how, how do you do it? Pretty, I don't know how I do it. Pretty darn good. I don't Hated know how that. I do it. I don't even take drugs. Well, you, well maybe you should start. It's never too late. Uh, you weren't at the park, though, last night. You had something no, else going on? No, I went home and lolled around. But I watched every pitch of that game. I haven't done that too often this year, but I watched every pitch. Sale hit Joe twice? Yes. Well, the second time he did. No. Oh, Sale didn't hit him the second time. It was the other guy, the right? reliever. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, but the uh, the 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 first time he was trying to bunt the guy. Yeah, I saw that one. Second time it hit his uni like oh, uh, barely just made it flooded. But was first there, time uh, in his career he's been hit twice. You know, he's only been hit what twenty seven times in his career. Maybe that's, that's maybe that's oh, the problem. Yeah. Like Rod Carew, he never got hit either. Uh, was there payback? No, 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 no God, no. no it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was really not intentional. No. no. Mm. Not for Joe. In fact, I heard when Joe got hit, he went, shucks. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Joe wouldn't want you to go payback because he wants someone to really, he didn't want somebody to actually really try to hit him in the neck or something. <laughs> right. uh, Mackie was telling me that Sale is the only uh, one of the few pitchers that uh, Maurer does not like facing, and he's actually said so publicly. He's had a few hits, but yeah, if you ask him who his unfavored pitcher is, it's Sale because he's funky lefty, you know. A lot of left-handers would agree with that. <laughs> Anyway, here's the great John Height. Thanks, Patrick. Partly cloudy. Yeah, he's promised a Cracker Jack news case well. yesterday. 
Good luck. That'd he said unusual. even you'll be impressed, Kenny. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> 78 degrees. Twins and Red Sox again tonight from Target Field. Lance Lynn for the Twins. David Price pitches for Boston. NHL teams will release their schedules tomorrow, but the Wild announced today its home opener, October 6th. That's a Saturday against the Vegas Golden Knights. Oh, man. The defending Western uh, Conference champs right off the bat. Is that... Do they only play those guys once at home and once in the road? Is that yeah, how the... You play Western teams three times, I believe, and uh, sometimes they're uh, two and one, and sometimes it's one and two. Well, that one's going to cost me because I promised the kid I'd take him to the Transformers <laughs> when they came to town. Mm-hmm. Season opener will be Thursday, oh, October 4th in Colorado. Uh, teams getting ready also for Friday's first round of the NHL draft. Where do we in open Dallas. in Colorado again? Yep. We always open in Colorado. What the hell's That's the deal? That's true. That has been a... A standby to open it yes. the last few years. Mm-hmm. News notes from today. Bowing to pressure from allies, President Trump signed an executive order today ending the process of separating children from families after they're detained crossing the U.S. border illegally. It was a turnaround for the president who's been insisting uh, incorrectly that his administration had no choice but to separate families because of federal law and a court decision. The action comes ahead of the president's visit to Duluth tonight. Until today, the president, Homeland Security, Kirsten Nielsen... <laughs> And other officials had repeatedly argued the only way to end the practice was for Congress to pass new legislation. Well, Democrats said the president could do it with his say or signature alone. And that's what the president we did. Cha- we chased the Homeland Security gal out of the uh, Mexican restaurant in uh, Washington last night. Did you yeah. see that? Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, she was in they there. They had the, uh, the protesters. Protesters snuck in and said, yeah. hey, you get out of here. So she ended up leaving early. Yes. Yes, she did. Uh, Without paying? I don't think she'd order Dine and Dash. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they lost power today, too, Johnny. I'm just seeing this note at the Duluth Entertainment Convention Center. Oh, really? They really? just sent out a tweet. Isn't it called the Amsoil Center? Yes. Is that what it's called? Okay. But apparently, they just restored power to the convention center. There are already a ton of people lined up. I saw some pictures on Twitter of walkways that were shoulder to shoulder. And each side, I would imagine. We could get a good brawl going up there between the pros and the any farmers showed up up there because they support supported him and now they can't sell their damn soybeans because of his uh, China thing. I wonder uh yeah, but the supposedly this order he's signing throws a couple of curveballs in there that it's not straightforward. There's some other stuff in there to that would make it easier to hold the kids longer, I guess. I don't know. US Secret Service has been alerted in response to a tweet by actor Peter Fonda who said Baron Trump, President Trump's youngest son, should be separated from his mother and, <laughs> quote, put in a cage with pedophiles. Oh, wow. That's Fo- kind of harsh. Yeah, you think? Fonda wrote in the tweet, we should rip Baron Trump from his mother's arms, put him in a cage with pedophiles, and see if mother will stand up against the giant bleephole she's married to. She already actually uh, did say that she uh, disagreed hmm? with this decision. But- Fonda has since deleted that tweet. First lady. How old is he? He's in his 70s. 78. Us guys in the 70s. We can't be responsible for our actions. No, no. If we got to change the age of that. get into the 70s, no, yeah, yeah. No, my cutoff crazy. is 85. You got to hit 85 before you can start <laughs> saying the crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, He's got a new movie out he's getting raves for, so I think he's still, his brain is still there. So I think mm-hmm. Kenny's right. I think we got to go to 85. Yeah, well, he's, uh, you know. <laughs> First Lady Melania Trump's... Yeah, you know, he could have gotten away with it if he didn't throw the pedophiles in there, I think. (laughs) First Lady Melania Trump's communications director called the tweet sick and irresponsible, adding the Secret Service has been notified. Uh, The Secret Service uh, says they know (laughs) about it. Do you think Peter's going to snatch that (laughs) fat little kid? 
Said the agency is aware of the tweet, but declined. Careful, comment. Grandpa. What are, you're only 72. You're, you're <laughs> yeah. not allowed to say that stuff yet. Where's <laughs> <laughs> well, that chubby little kid? <laughs> kind of funny <laughs> looking. Kind of a funny looking little kid. Okay, well, yeah. uh, we're going to alert the secret. But hell. <laughs> we're going to alert the secret. I was secret. a funny looking kid, and look at me now. Yeah. <laughs> Still funny looking. <laughs> Workers will soon begin building a 250-foot-long wall along the unstable Wabasha Bluff to enable the reopening of Wabasha Street, according to St. Paul officials. You're going to make it harder to climb into the caves there or easier? Uh, that Isn't that where know. we got the caves? Down at uh, Wabasha. Wabasha. Yeah, there's a huge, uh, huge landslide just off of, uh, mm. of the bluffs there. So they closed the road down over by the taco house. <laughs> Did they? Wow. Yeah, that's what, well, I'm in response Thank to what you. you're... Yes. I'm yes. trying to put a, uh, a couple of visuals on it. Yeah, if you've been right. to the taco yeah. house, it's... <laughs> Wait, hot... <laughs> Oh my God! You know the name of just the... down the street from uh, Boca Chica. Good tacos. Boca Chica. Oh, Boca Chica. Yeah, very yeah. fine, very fine. Restaurant. <laughs> right <laughs> next to the taco. <laughs> right house. next yeah. to the taco. Oh, Don't throw. Security chief better not try to eat in there. Oh. Get the, we'll give her a lot of hell. <laughs> right, she tries right. Eating at Boca Chica. <laughs> the uh, work should take about twelve weeks uh, before they can get that done. Uh, did you guys know lightning can break pavement? We did know that. Thank you. you? Next story. Next story. Well, guess that story is... Well, well, for but, those of you that didn't know it... But with that it, teaser like that, Johnny, yeah. we, we can't stop now. A lightning strike broke pavement on Highway 10 near Detroit Lakes. The Department this of Transportation... huge news. Oh, my God. I hope you have video. The Department of Transportation submitted photos saying it doesn't happen too often, but when lightning strikes pavement, it produces quite the crater. Oh, really? Bam. So it's a good right. crater. How is the road closed then, Johnny? No, it was it was still open. Okay. But there was a little hole. You yeah. had to drive around it. People just driving right over it. Like <laughs> Country folks are being hit harder by the U.S. obesity epidemic than city dwellers, according to two new government studies. Nearly 40% of rural American men and almost half of rural women are now statistically obese, according to the U.S. Centers John, for Disease Control. John, I've had Control. enough of your body shaming. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> you you got to crawl out of the uh, whatever century you were in uh, last century. Yes. So you're saying you're saying anyone who doesn't live in the metro area is a, is a fat ass. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't need your body shaming, pal. Yeah. How long, you spend a lot of time in the country, don't you, Kenny? Would you say it's fairly accurate? No. So what? We're we're pleasantly plump. plump. <laughs> Instead of cityits, you should call us skinnyits. Yeah. There you go. You know why? You know why they're you know why they're fatter up there? Why? why? Because they're not idiots that pay twelve dollars for a beer. They paid three bucks, like you're supposed to. Yeah, got it. <laughs> okay. They can get five, six beers for what it costs you for one sandwich in every can. Right. It's only at a Twins game. Yeah. Where it costs twelve. But bucks. it's but Pat, it's kind of like what Thad <laughs> Levine was saying about Miguel Sano last year when he was on the ride. Yeah, Remember, he generous. said he had, he's a robust gentleman. He has yeah, a very generous carry. Generous carry. <laughs> Perfect way to put it. A I plump think. wife in a big barn never did a man any harm. <laughs> <laughs> you got, do you have that on this one of those? It's a bumper sticker. Sign, wood signs I do, up there actually, I do, actually. It's a, pla- it's a plaque awesome. that I found in my barn when I bought it. When he's running out to cook in his underwear on the grill. He touches it as he walks yeah, yeah. by. Like the Notre Dame guys. Yeah. <laughs> You want to you wanna take a break? Hey, we can do that. Sure, if you want. Oh, 
longer the Indian made or Indian. You know, I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick by my off-air comments about this song, Matthew. This is about Kalaja. He never got a kiss. He was sitting in the store, couldn't say yes or no. What's that have to do with Harmon? Uh, this is Charlie Bride singing. Oh, okay. Certainly not Charlie. Turn that bleep off! <laughs> Turn it off! That's good. Okay. My God. He never got a kiss. This is pretty damn good. In fact, we might have Charlie as our musical guest on Friday. That seems highly racist to me. That thing seems very racist. A black guy singing about Indians? I think, I don't know. Indians. Unrequited love for Native Americans. Would you have preferred burgers and fries? Charlie Pride? That sounds a lot better, actually. Johnny Hyde, what do you got? Mississippi State uh, baseball fan Terry Powell and his family willing to do all he possibly could to... I I think this is satirical, isn't it? Oh, I would hope so, yes. But he does it very well. He's Uh a very good actor, if you saw it. Yeah. He says he was willing to do anything he could to cheer on his team in the College World Series. Uh, Listen closely, because this is recorded off a TV broadcast. Uh, They're doing a story on KMTV in Omaha... Uh, when he told the reporter, uh, yes, I will, uh, I, I would do almost anything. Sacrifices that we personally made to be here are incredible. My wife's boyfriend sold his prosthetic leg on Craigslist to afford me the opportunity to be here. But they get a long time, and I get a chance to be in Omaha. <laughs> if you missed that, he's, he said his wife's boyfriend, boyfriend. sold his prosthetic leg <laughs> yes, to get yeah. tickets to The wife's there. boyfriend yes. was what's, the uh, what's, part of uh, the joke. What's so unusual about that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just go get another one at Paul's Prothesis Palace. You know, Mississippi State has always got that inferiority complex down there in Starkville. This dusty yeah. little town in Oxford is basically Ivy League version of Mississippi. Yep. So, uh, they uh, they hold uh, college attendance records at their field. Did you know that? For, high, for college baseball? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Over, over 15,000. They've never won ever. it, though, right? This uh, They are in the winner's bracket, and it looks mm-hmm. like... Talk about a hillbilly battle. Arkansas is uh, going to win the other bracket. Uh, they're going to be unbeaten after today. Four nothing in, the in all likelihood. Texas Tech. That's, uh, that could be quite a cowboy uh, uh, meeting there. In Florida, a mom determined to get her cell phone back from her 46-year-old son shot at him as he rode by <laughs> yeah. on a bicycle. <laughs> Was he taunting? 66-year-old Priscilla Ann Etheridge was arrested Saturday. And, and by the way, she hasn't aged gracefully. No, but the picture was. <laughs> allegedly fired a shot at the sun after an argument caused him to storm out of the Panama City Beach home they share. Etheridge then grabbed a 22 revolver, left the resident saying, I'll be damned if I let him have the last word on the way out the door. She soon caught up with her adult son on Front Beach Road, where Etheridge's son, pedaling on his bike, grabbed her car door before she squeezed off a shot to scare him into letting go. She later told deputies she thought her son left with her cell phone. She followed after him to get it back. The son said he took off on his bike to get away from his mom, adding that she yelled she was going to shoot him before pulling the trigger. Luckily, he wasn't shot, but he says the bullet came very close to hitting him. (laughs) Where was the cell phone? Uh, her cell phone was later found at the home. <laughs> Where she was overreacted. This Panama City Beach, Florida. She overreacted. Wow. She did overreact. She should have grabbed the scatter gun. Mm-hmm. How would this segment operate without Florida or alcohol? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had a little. Alcohol, been... I had a little alcohol-free dust-up with the wife this morning. Oh, this this was based on. Uh, Ooh, ate it's, the tipsy it's, pie it's, vodka no, 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 it's complicated, but 
they're draining the pool to put the new liner in after oh, the lawnmower God. went in the pool, right? Sure. Yep. So, and they apparently the plug-in shorted out. So she said, just press the button and it'll come out. And I said, okay. And then she said, she's two rooms away, and she said, just press the button and it'll come out and it'll be okay. Right. And I said, okay, I've done that now. It's okay. And she said, just press the button. Anyway, the volume of my response kept getting higher. <laughs> yeah. And about the fifth time I said, I bleeping heard him. <laughs> I think Stop I'm, I'm not at fault. I think fifth, the fifth time uh, she tells you the same thing, then, then you have a right to explode. That's my I thing. have pressed the button. <laughs> 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 <Did> you <laughs> you she, she, then she wouldn't talk to me. Right. You know what uh, you should do instead, all right. Pat, yeah. is uh, you should act like uh, places of business and say, thank you for your patience. <laughs> <laughs> should try that one on for size and see where it gets you. I'm putting you on hold. <laughs> <laughs> A Council Bluffs man who was pleading guilty to operating while intoxicated after police said they found him next to his upside-down car will be sentenced in July. I use this story for one reason only. The man arrested, 21-year-old Benjamin Beer. Okay, nice very good. What are the odds? Where is he from? Uh, Council Bluffs. Oh, okay. In China. I'm sorry about this, Patrick. I know you hate mm-hmm. this. Doctor. Use tweezers. No, no, I'm out. Reach into a patient's ear. <laughs> oh. Pulled out the cause of his discomfort. Cockroach. Parasite. That's right, Kenny. A live cockroach. Oh, oh. Video recorded at a hospital in Shenzhen City, Guangdong Province. Shows wow. the doctor using an otoscope to peer oh. into the man's ear after he came in complaining of discomfort. Doctor then uses tweezers to pull out the live cockroach. The insect can be seen still moving. Ah! Yeah. Would it impress me if somebody had a python in their ear? That would impress me. <laughs> Why is there a serpent in your ear? I got a python for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Stop putting it in my ear. Hey, my friend Wicker. My friend Wicker sent out a sent out a photo of him with Justify this morning. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. he went to see Justify. So that, of course, gave me a chance to retell on Twitter my Secretariat story when I went twice, saw Secretariat. Both time he ran over to the fence and showed us his equipment. It yeah, that's fantastic. what I was going to ask about Justify. <laughs> I don't know if Justify did. It did look like... Is he, he like Mr. Ed? Uh, well, they all are. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> all are. Secretariat had come running down the hill and give you the quick stop. Yeah. It quick stop right at the fence and then drop it. Yeah. It oh, was, uh, here you go. Here's the money maker. <laughs> I love that. What a guy. What a guy he was. Didn't that happen in Star Trek when Chekhov where they yeah. like Khan Ricardo Montalban put a it's yeah, he really put gross. a uh, a big huge like cockroach in his ear. Look at that. Yeah. Disgusting. Oh, that's Turn it this way, Rook. There you that's go. Gross. Oh. No wonder Captain that. James Tiberius Kirk was so upset with Ricardo <laughs> Montalban. <laughs> You'd think these dum-dums would sleep with earplugs in. Yeah. I mean, seriously. They did think uh, he got it while he was sleeping. Uh, yeah. By the way, not shockingly enough in China, he was surnamed Lee. L-I. Okay, so. <laughs> All right. Hey, John, that's good enough. Okay. You had a hell of a day. I, I appreciate your effort.
What you got on the ride, big guy? Is this music? Uh, yeah, this is R.E.M., Radio Free Europe. I can't Europe. stand this song. You don't like uh, no, R.E.M.? I think maybe because we've been playing it for 15 years. Now we, we can change it. We can change it. Yeah. Yeah, that's not one of my favorites. Though. You got carte blanche to play whatever you want. R.E.M., pretty well overrated anyway. Michael, ooh, mm-hmm. I don't know about that. Hang tight. Yeah, that, I don't know. You'll know. get an argument from the mayor. He will come out in a, Michael Stipe will come out in a, in a dress or an elephant suit mm-hmm. or something weird, but he can. Did you sure see, by the way, London Mail had a thing that uh, mini skirts are becoming a fashion for guys over no. there. Yeah, they're walking Whoa, in really? mini skirts. Would yeah. you want to have a? I think a, it's an. I think wearing those as a male and uh, you know recommending it as fashion is an acquired taste. Well, I, I don't see. There's a caveat. I don't think it's something that comes easily. But there's a caveat that comes with that. I don't want to be able to wear a mini skirt. I need a. Long skirt, dude. We come away now. Hey, I can't wear a mini skirt. I'm sorry. Right. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the, the guys who are wearing those have kind of odd haircuts. They got odd haircuts too, from what I could see. But they had a fashion show when these guys were walking up and down the uh, the ramp there with uh, their mini skirts on. Maybe. Hey, a uh, safe fair ride mini skirt contest. Yes. Hey, Pete, Pete Abraham uh, from the Boston Globe and Britt Robson uh, from the Athletic with a little preview of the Timberwolves off season here and the draft and uh, whatever might be. Many other surprises up. on the All ride right. coming up on the ride. Fifteen hundred ESPN is KSTP St. Paul, Minneapolis. A beautiful, nice, easy seventy-seven degrees. The ride's next. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. It's crazy to think that a few weeks ago we were talking about whether or not Tua Tagovailoa should consider retiring after two concussions and worldwide debates on player safety and NFL culpability. Tua has done nothing but go back to work and currently has the Dolphins riding a three-game win streak and one loss behind the division favorite Buffalo Bills. While everyone was yapping about the end of his career, Tua Tagovailoa said he'll decide when it's time, and clearly he's not ready to hang up the cleats. Hi, this is Chris Howard from the Plugged In with Chris Howard podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting up to the minute scores for every the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including the MLB playoffs, the start of the NHL season, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.